Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. You know our trusted partner TireRack.com for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Volume. The 3 and Out Podcast with me, John Middlecoff, is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. Great odds and markets for baseball, the NBA, NHL, PGA Tour, and so much more. Awesome new and existing User promotions, America's number one sportsbook, very easy to use, safe and secure. You get your winnings fast. I cannot recommend it enough. Love gambling with FanDuel. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code Colin so they know we sent you. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecock, 3 and Out Podcast. How are we doing? Good day, potentially Monday, if you're listening to this on Monday. We usually put out a Middlecock mailbag over the weekend, but uh, I forgot. (laughs) It it hit me this morning. I'm in Scottsdale now and going to be here for a little while for the foreseeable future. And I just didn't, I, I had an early flight and I was watching the Niner game and doing other stuff. And then it kind of hit me. I was like, I'm pretty sure I put Middlecoff mailbags out on Sunday over the last month, and it escaped my mind. But we'll just add it to this podcast, which isn't going to be that long because I have not been sitting around watching preseason games. Uh, that's just not what I'm going to do. Now, I did watch the Niner-Minnesota Viking preseason game, but that was the Brock Purdy show. I watched Mahomes, and the moment he came out, I left. <laughs> I mean, I changed the channel. So uh, most of these preseason games... Any one of you guys that are fans of, of watching your team, I would imagine you see it on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, like, here are the inactives. You're like, well, this is half the team. You know, I saw the Browns, like, they're not playing anybody, uh, which I which I understand. Uh, Andy Reid does not take that tactic, though. Now, Coach Reid doesn't do joint practices, so he takes his training camp very seriously, and obviously he takes the early part of a preseason game, the first drive, the first two drives, very seriously as well. That's when they get their high-level work. I'm, a lot of teams this last week, and I'm sure it'll happen again this week, do these joint practices. So it just it just depends, you know, as a head coach, what you're into. Uh, I, I've said over and over, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it because I know Patrick Mahomes looks like he's ready. 
And I have a couple quick thoughts there. Tom Brady, Dana White, my bald brother, uh, made some headline news. Uh, I think at a, I, I'm not a huge, it's weird. I love Dana White and the UFC business and what the business model represents and how successful they've built it from scratch. And I was at, when I was at Cal Poly, Chuck Liddell was there, but I, I'm not a huge UFC guy. Like, I don't actually watch the fights, not because I don't respect it, not because I don't enjoy it when I watch it. It's just, it's not really in my, I don't know, it's just not in my flow. <laughs> now, I do end up watching them sometimes when I'm in like a buddy's house and it's on, but for the most part, I don't really watch it. Though, I saw when this news went viral, have a couple quick th- thoughts there. Three Now Podcast, subscribe. If you listen on Collins' feed, Middlecoff Mailbag is just my name. At John Middlecoff is my Instagram. Fire in those DMs. And I wanted to start there. Uh, the news that Dana White tried to broker a deal Boston guy to bring Tom Brady with Rob Gronkowski to the Raiders in 2020 when he was a free agent. Now, to me, everyone's like, what? He's broke? Yeah. Mark Davis has deals brokered for him. The deal to get to Vegas was the Raiders had nothing to do with. So I can understand, like, Vegas has a huge, huge influence on the Raiders. And the power brokers in that city are the one pulling the strings. And as Dana White says, I got a box there. He's one of the heavy hitters in the town. If you look at Mark fired his president because the president was screwing up with some tax evasion or some crap, who got who became the president? Well, a chick from the gambling board in Vegas. Like Vegas is in control. It's a shady town, which I love. I'm a I'm a huge Vegas fan, and the Raiders have thrived there. It, it's perfect. It, it, get out of the dump that is Oakland, California. Go to Vegas. Uh, best thing that they ever did. Now, I was once a critic of it because I, you know, I, I was uh, I was selfish. I, I liked having multiple teams uh, in my backyard, but I, I completely understand. But Jerry Jones brokered that deal, just like this deal. Dana White attempted to broker. Now, here's what I will give Mark Davis a lot of credit. There are a lot of owners in the NFL who meddle, who tell the GM and head coach who to draft. <laughs> Jimmy Haslam. Or say, no, we can't We can't do this because we can't get this coach to our GM because he costs too much money. Dean Spanos. So you, you have organizations all around the league where owners tell you who to draft. Dan Snyder, Jimmy Haslam, and then cheap owners. And Mark Davis went above and beyond to give John Gruden, which looking back was absolute insanity, $100 million. But he had to do it to get him there and help them get to Vegas. And I, I gave him credit for having the balls and just the the stones to take a big swing and to pay a bunch of money. Now, it backfired, but he did it. And I think once, and I saw this with Jack Del Rio and definitely with John Gruden, when you're the head coach of the Raiders and Josh McDaniels has experienced this right now, it's an incredible job. Mark Davis lets you do whatever the hell you want to do. He's a great owner in that facet. Like, you are the guy driving the bus. You're telling the bus where to go, and you're telling who's sitting in the bus. So I, when I saw Dana White tell this story, I said, yeah, that makes sense. Mark Davis wasn't going to force something on John Gruden. Though, I just watched this Elvis documentary in Vegas. Obviously, he went there, I think, in like the early 70s. You know, Sinatra was there before. All these big acts have gone still to this day that go. It is a bright lights star town. You know, I mean, that's what sells. That's what headline shows. And Tom Brady, that, never forget 2020, the, the year, his first year in Tampa when they won the Super Bowl, was the first year that Vegas opened that stadium. Now, they didn't have any fans, uh, but it, it would have been a really big deal in town to have Tom Brady these last two years. Now, ultimately, they decided to go with Derek Carr. And I think sometimes in life, things that come really close whether they impact you or whether you're hearing about them with a friend or your your children or your girlfriend or your mom or whatever, something that you get really excited about that you think could be great in theory and then it doesn't happen. Looking back five years, two years, 10 years, you're like, the best thing is that that did not happen. Because I think for all parties involved, they all avoid a disaster. First and foremost, the greatest quarterback and arguably the most accomplished player in NFL history and arguably the greatest player in NFL history. Now, we could argue, like, is Tom Brady as talented as, like, Lawrence Taylor or Walter Payton or Jim Brown as an athlete? But that's not what we're talking about. And Tom Brady would not have won the Super Bowl with the Las Vegas Raiders. That's a fact. They were not even remotely 
close to being as good as Tampa Bay. And here's the other thing. And Tom and Bruce Arians butted heads. Well, what do you think would have happened with John Gruden? Because here's a simple reality with Bruce Arians. Bruce had passed the offense on to Byron Leftwich, who was a younger guy, former quarterback. Now, clearly there were stories that he was meddling a little bit, and they clearly butted heads sometimes. John Gruden was relinquishing the offensive play calling to nobody. The offense is his baby. It's why he gets there at 2 in the morning. It's why he watches all that film. Him and Tom Brady, to me, would not have been a match made in heaven. Now, I would imagine they had a pretty good relationship over the decade of Monday Night Football because John did so many of the Patriot games, and they got to know each other. And in that situation, they probably had a really good relationship. You can have a fantastic relationship with someone cordially, socially, and just go, I really respect this guy. I have great conversations with him. That doesn't mean you would want to do business with them, or even if you did want to do business with them, once you did business with them, it went well. I think it would have been an absolute dumpster fire, those two guys. Not because they both don't know football or want to win. I just don't think it would have worked. You know, John Gruden, they started to have some success, partly because Derek Carr would listen and do whatever John wanted to do. Tom was not, Tom wasn't leaving the Patriots to be told what to do. He already had the fucking blueprint. It's what he learned for two decades under Bill. Josh, Bill O'Brien, and Charlie Weiss. Tom knows. Tom was leaving to be Peyton Manning. Why? He earned it, and he has the ability to do it. Now, I'm not saying he didn't do that at times in New England, but we all know there was a decision maker in New England, and the buck stopped with him. If he wanted something, that was happening. And I, I think clearly it was not that way in Tampa, and I think it would have been difficult in... You know, in Vegas with John, and ultimately, you never know. I don't. You remember the movie Butterfly Effect? I think his Ashton Kutcher was in that movie. How one thing can impact all these other things. So who's to say? It it does feel like the emails for John Gruden still would have come out. That who knows? Maybe Henry Ruggs would have been at Tom Brady's house. I, I don't know, but let's just say he wasn't, and that incident still happened. He would have lost his best wide receiver. They drafted Alex Leatherwood, who stinks in the first round. Like, Mayock and Gruden were missing on a ton of high picks. So, to me, from a football standpoint, he added to his legacy. I think that the the importance of the NFL, having Tom win without Bill, would never have happened. And then when I think you look at it, Derek Carr was going to go to the New England Patriots. Because it's why it's still been rumored to this day, Josh liked Derek Carr. And they were prepared to trade for him. Well, it makes sense now. If Tom had gone to the Raiders they would have traded Derek Carr. And New England would have made a ton of sense. Who knows? My my guess, it would have been their first round pick and maybe the following year, second round pick. And obviously, the domino effect there, Mac Jones wouldn't be on the team. How would it have gone? If John Gruden still got fired, would Josh McDaniels have left Derek Carr? To me, Derek Carr, he has really resurrected his career these last two years, in 2020 and definitely in 2021. I, I think it would have been pretty difficult in New England. One, it's just a different level of scrutiny. You are, you know, whoever is the next head coach at Alabama, good luck. Mac Jones didn't have to fill the shoes of Tom Brady. Cam Newton got to drive that thing into the ground. Can't, Mac Jones got to come a year later. I think that would have been an extremely hard landing spot for Derek. The pressure would have been immense. I, I'm not trying to talk shit here about Raider fans, so if you like, don't think I'm picking on you, but the level of scrutiny you get, like people make fun of you guys and all, but you're not. You are, you can be this year if you're good. You haven't been important in the league in two decades. So you are not judged with a magnifying glass like the Patriots are when it comes to winning and losing. There is a different level of pressure that Derek would have felt in New England that he's just never felt in with Vegas. Now, he proved, and being a high-level guy, he handled things this year with the rug situation, with his coach getting fired. He's a super high character and just high level guy that can handle shit. But there's a difference between handle stuff in the press conference and handling the football pressure and playing for Bill and play, you know, replacing Tom. I, I think that would have been borderline impossible. So I think Tom avoided disaster. I think Derek avoided disaster. I think the whole thing worked out for everyone. And ultimately, a year later, Bill gets Mac Jones, who I would rather have Derek Carr than Mac Jones. But I think the bar then was lowered. It's why last year making the playoffs was such a big deal. 
So it's just one of those. It's an incredible story. Dana White's a good storyteller. He's just a fantastic personality when he talks and he gets fired up and he drops a couple F-bombs and he's talking about doing deals because he is a deal maker. Uh, And for those of us that have been around the franchise, we go, yeah, you know, third party does a lot of their deals because they don't have a lot of deal makers within the building. So to me, it's not even just completely believable. Uh, I think it's it just, you know, it's that's what happened. And uh, I think all parties involved, like I said, are should be thankful that however, for whatever reason it blew up, John Gruden nixing it, you know, the Raiders didn't have the guarantee. Who knows? I, no one truly knows. You know, John Gruden, he's never going to talk. Uh, it, it's best for all involved. The NFL Week 1 odds are out. And now's the time to try FanDuel Sportsbook if you haven't already. Get in on the action early this season. Right now, new FanDuel Sportsbook customers can get no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Here's what I know. I like two games right off the bat. Matt Stafford talked about this on the podcast. Elbow's a little messed up. I like the Bills week one. Lot to prove. Coming off that devastating loss to the Chiefs. I think they start fast. Here's another matchup. Bears-Niners. I think the Bears are going to be awful. I like the Niners to destroy the Bears. I would take the 49ers minus 10. There's no double-digit number you give me where I wouldn't feel good. Niners to cover, Bills to win. Just sign up using the promo code Colin. Place your first bet, and FanDuel will give you up to $1,000 back in free bets if you don't win. There's no better place to get ready for the football season than on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using the promo code Colin to get started with your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's promo code Colin. 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Iowa, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bet $5. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat, Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit fanduel.com slash RG, Colorado, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP, Louisiana, or 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York, Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-888-9789, Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700, Wyoming. Visit www.1800gambler.net, West Virginia. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, That grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7... U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover. Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses Get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash 
J-O-H-N, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone. Test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm not going to go too long because I talked about it earlier this week. I've seen it with Steph Curry, man. And I think I was thinking today in the shower. This is kind of sick. I think about uh, Steph Curry and Patrick Mahomes in the shower. Now, it was in relation to the podcast. But I, I think you can never underestimate former pro athletes or you know former pro athletes, their kids who become pro athletes. And in, in basketball and in baseball, unlike football, you're always at, like Patrick Mahomes, I've, I've seen articles written where he's like, I was always at the yard. Like, I was around other pro baseball players. I got to hang out with Barry Bonds or meet Ken Griffey Jr. and sit on their lap and just hang out and talk. Steph Curry, like one of the most famous pictures of Steph Curry when he was a kid was at the All-Star game when Del Curry was in the three-point contest. There are famous videos that go around like the Warriors' social media accounts of Steph and Seth Curry playing before games when Dell played for the Raptors. Like, you have such a close connection in those sports with your dad's teammates when you're a young kid that you just don't have in football. When your dad plays in the NFL, even if he's Tom Brady, you are not at the facility every day. And then you come on game day, but on game day, not everyone's bullshitting. I've been to Major League Baseball games when I worked in radio before the game. You can talk to Buster Posey, Max Scherzer, the coaches, the GMs. Everyone's talking. Why? They play every day. Same thing with the NBA. Now, I haven't been to a Warriors game in a while, but early on in their run, you would just go and bullshit with Clay on the on the bench. It's a much different uh, vibe. It's just a different ethos to the sport at the pro level. So these guys have seen it. Steph and Patrick Mahomes and Clay. there are a lot of different guys whose dad played at the highest level in those sports that gives you fantastic perspective. Now, Patrick Mahomes is not as accomplished as Steph. But the last couple years before Steph won the championship this year, everyone was shitting on him. Uh, you know, it was just Kevin Durant. Uh, he's never going to be able to carry a team. Well, yeah, he did originally, and he did it again. Ah, uh, Steph Curry, he's not his, it's over for him. His team stinks. It was just easy. It was easy to find the haters. It wasn't, sometimes you got to manipulate it like a Michael Jordan does or Tom Brady or Tiger Woods. Like, guys, everyone thinks you're the best. That wasn't the case for Steph. And he came back this year and he bent over the entire league and he was the finals MVP and now he has his fourth ring. He has his fourth ring. You back, oh, Kevin Durant. Yeah, he's got two without Kevin Durant. Never forget, Kevin Durant needed Steph. Steph didn't need Kevin Durant. And after this year, it ain't even arguable. Patrick Mahomes, to me, is in a similar vein. Again, I'm not saying his career parallels Steph. He's not nearly as accomplished yet. But for the first time, everyone was kind of kicking him when he's down. Is he even the best quarterback? Is Josh Allen better than him? Is, are the Chiefs even good? Is Patrick Mahomes, can he read a zone defense? And I know some people there. And they have reiterated over and over. He's kind of got a different look in his eye, man. He's really, really focused. And this was not Johnny Manziel before. Patrick Mahomes was a high-level, high-football intellect, very serious guy for a guy in years 22, 23, 24, 25 in the NFL. He was a serious cat immediately. But sometimes, kind of getting kicked when you're down, and again, down for them is losing in the AFC Championship game at home, so it's all relative, is kind of an eye-opener. And even the best... Tom Brady, Jeff Bezos, Steve Jobs needs a little motivation every once in a while. 
And I'm not saying preseason is everything, is everything, because it's not. I don't even take it that seriously. But I do take it seriously when I watch Patrick Mahomes play multiple drives in the preseason and look like he's just in the peak of his powers. And what I mean, what I mean by saying that is he's ready right now. They could play a game yesterday and he's ready to roll. I don't like the Chiefs. I love the Chiefs week one against Arizona. I love them. Now, my lock of the week is going to be the Niners against the Bears, partly because if I'm going to go lock of the week, week one, I'm going to bet against a shitty team. And why I don't trust Arizona, and I'm not going to pick them to make the playoffs, they do have talent, and they could beat anyone on any given week. We saw last year they started, what, 8-0. But their offseason has been weird, and Patrick Mahomes just looks like a man on a mission. And I saw it last year with Steph Curry. He was a man on a fucking mission. And when you're one of the most talented guys at your sport and you have the built-in motivation that's you're not even asking for it. It's, it's people are giving it to you. You just open up the internet. Everyone's shitting on you. You're not it's not your league. It's Josh Allen's time. It's Justin Herbert's time. You blew it. You blew it, Patrick, in the AFC Ch- Okay, we'll see. <laughs> Buckle up. See you, see you September eleventh, everyone. Glendale, Arizona. Tell Vance Joseph and Oil Kingsbury to be ready. Because I am. Uh, and last but not least, I, I, I want to end on a positive note before we get into the mailbag, is USC Trojans. They have been, they've gone through one of the worst stretches in program history the last several years. And I, I think part of it is like, you know, the program fell off. All these kids are leaving California. You're like, they just suck. You know what it turns out? Their coach sucked. And I think sometimes, and it happens in pro sports, it happens in college sports, it happens in life. Guys are just extremely over their head. They have no business having the position that they have. And that doesn't mean they're not a good guy or a nice person or a dude you'd want to barbecue steaks with and drink a couple beers with. But that does mean, yeah, I don't want him to be the CEO of my company. I don't want him to be the head coach of a top five historic football program. And it's pretty clear a couple years, like not even a couple years. I mean, we're only one year removed. Clay Helton had no business being the USC head coach. Because you go, well, like Texas. Texas didn't even have a player drafted last season. Think about that. The University of Texas did not have a player drafted. That, that, That is nuts. Think of all the random programs. North Dakota State had a wide receiver drafted in the second round. Think about that. I mean, what are we talking about? They did not have a player drafted. And USC, you go, well, they just, you know, head coach over his head, didn't have the talent. Well, actually, they kind of did. You know one of my favorite players in hard knocks? Amon Ra St. Brown. Do you know how many catches that guy had last year? 90. I'm watching the Niner game. You know who's kicking ass and taking names? Drake Jackson. Talanoa Hufunga is a starter for the 49ers. Michael Pittman is the number one wide receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. Their quarterback from last year, Jackson Dart, is starting for Lane Kiffin, who is replacing a quarterback that just went in the third round. So it's not like USC didn't have talent. They did. They just didn't have a coach. Now they have a coach, and they're going to get even more talent. Now, I'm not saying they're going to do it this year, but sometimes you could have talent. In basketball, if I have a lot of talent, I might not be an NBA champion or like, you know, I might not go to the final four, but my, my team's going to be solid. If I have multiple NBA guys, I can just out-talent you. In, in baseball, like the Yankees are going through a tough stretch. They'll be fine. Why? They're just too loaded. Whether it's Aaron Boone managing or me managing, they're going to hit enough home runs to get to 98 games. It's just, it's just a fact. In football, you can have pro bowlers a different position and go four and 13. Easily. If the coaches don't know what they're doing, if the scheme doesn't fit the players, if there's no leadership, we've seen it happen year in, year out, over and over and over. I'll never forget when Jim Harbaugh left Stanford to take over the 49ers. They hosted the NFC Championship game. They had been one of the biggest jokes for a decade. Now, granted, at the time he took over, the cupboard was not bare. They had talented players everywhere. But before him, they sucked. He gets there, they kicked ass. And it happens, I'm pretty sure the Chiefs had the number one overall pick the year that Andy got the job. They drafted Eric Fisher, they traded for Alex Smith, boom, were in the playoffs that year. 
If I remember correctly, I think they won 11 games. They went from the number one overall pick to 11 games. Now, if you don't hire the right coach, if you're the Jags, every single year you're winning three, four games. Now, maybe with Doug, that changes, right? But if you get a high-level guy, it's impossible to not win. Now, I'm not saying win big. I'm not saying win the Super Bowl immediately or win a national championship, but it immediately gets a train back on the tracks. If I was a betting man, LSU, I would say eight, nine games this year, easy. He's just too good of a coach, and they already have built-in talent. So USC, they're going to have guys on their roster that Lincoln inherited that are like Amon Ross St. Brown, that are like Michael Pittman or Drake Jackson, that are just, you know, would have been a third or fourth or second rounder, but you get the right coach in there, boom, maybe he goes up around. And then you get all these transfer guys in a conference that isn't that great. I mean, let's face it, the Pac-12, while it might only have a year left, they got three good teams. And I'm assuming USC is going to be solid this year. Utah and Oregon. That's all we know. Utah could be a powerhouse. Oregon, we'll see. I mean, new coach, but he has a lot of talent because Mario is such a good uh, recruiter. But if you told me in two years that Lincoln Riley has them in the playoffs, I think that's very believable. Because the more and more I watch just and follow the NFL, USC did not lack for talent. They had dudes and kind of dudes everywhere. Uh, let's get Middlecoff mailbag. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Fire in those DMs. Very, very easy to do. And get your question answered here on the show. Who do you think will have a better year? Leonard Fournette or J.K. Dobbins? I keep one or the other for fantasy football. Fournette came in overweight, but is the lead running back. Dobbins tore his ACL, but the Ravens love to run. I think, I, I saw the news today, Tampa Bay lost another offensive lineman. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I saw someone say that they've lost four of their five starting offensive linemen. And Tom's been on, you know, trying to save his marriage vacation. That's a guess. That's no inside information. But let's, I mean, what are, what's he? He's not in the mass Singer. He's not just, you know, his kids go to training camp. Like, it's pretty clear what it is. If you're just a normal human being above 30 years old, you go, what do you think Tom's dealing with? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I don't, you know, his marriage, his wife does not want him playing football. I think it's fair to speculate on that one. That, that That's my theory. I feel pretty confident that there's uh, some drama there because she wanted him to quit a long time ago. And then he literally did quit, and then he came back. Uh, so I would go with J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Bucks, Brady, you know, they got so many question marks, a lot of issues. And again, I'm a, I'm a Tom fan. I don't blame him for trying to save his marriage. But uh, again, I don't have inside information on that. It's just a theory. I would go J.K. Dobbins. I'm normally with you on your takes, but thought you were rather harsh on Breeze the other day. I'm a Saints fan, but not a sensitive one and pride myself on being objective. I love the sport more than I love my team, even as a season ticket holder. I didn't quite agree with your take, but felt no need to defend Breeze. However, today you talked a lot about how Wilson couldn't be a 40 pass per game from the pocket type guy like Manning or Brady, and about how remarkable he was performed given his size. Doesn't that also make what Breeze did that much more remarkable as well? It has sustained superior performance from the pocket for over a decade, while being basically the same size, Wilson, not athletic. Well, let me speak to that, because someone else DM'd me and said, I'm not even a Saints fan, but I thought you picking Roethlisberger over Breeze was insane. Now, I did not say that Roethlisberger had a better career start to finish than Drew Brees, because I think Drew Brees was consistently a better player for longer. I said in the peak of Ben Roethlisberger's career, I, and you're like, box score, check the numbers. I would take the peak of Roethlisberger's career, whatever, 28 to 33 or 26, to whatever the peak of his athletic career was over anything, whatever Drew Brees was. Now, and here's the thing with Drew Brees. He played with one of the all-time great offensive coordinators who happened to be his head coach. And I, I also argued with someone the other day that's like, you know, you said that Drew Brees, like, what's the difference between Drew Brees and Russell Wilson? Well, Russell Wilson is one of the greatest deep ball throwers in the history of the league. Now, when Drew Brees was younger, he could push the ball down the field. But let's be real what their offense was. I'm not going to say dink and dunk, but it was short and intermediate passing game, right? Jimmy Graham, Colston, like those type guys. They throw a lot to the running back. They're a prolific, prolific offense, but I don't view them as throwing like Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf to Tyreek Hill. 
like bombs, go routes. I'm not saying he's never thrown a go route, but that's not what Drew Brees hung his hat on. I'm not saying Drew Brees was a manipulated figure because you don't do what he did without being extremely talented, and he was elite in college. But I, I don't put him in the same realm as Pete Roethlisberger, who I just view in a vacuum as a better player. And here's the other thing with Brees. I judge you a little bit when you play indoors and you have a weak arm. Because sometimes when you get outdoors, you're not as good. I mean, Peyton Manning early on in his career, where did he struggle? Outdoors in the cold. You can manipulate the numbers a little bit in a dome. You can't do that in Pittsburgh, in New England, in New York. It's not in Buffalo. It's not fucking possible. It's, you know, freezing cold and windy, right? I mean, would you rather play, you know, a golf round in zero degree wind or in, uh, in 95 degrees or 52 degrees and 27 mile an hour winds? It's just, it's just basic element, the elements. So I'm not a Drew Brees hater. I have nothing but admiration for him as a player. Terrible broadcaster, which I told you was going to happen. First ballot Hall of Famer. An incredible human being. A great leader. He, he, he actually has things going for him that Roethlisberger does not. So you could argue my Roethlisberger argument like, you know, Drew Brees is much more natural at other stuff that really matters at quarterback. You could pick holes in that. But this notion that like him and Russell don't play the same way. Russell, and this is going to come off like, I don't think he's a dink and dunk player, but for a large percentage of his career, he's you know throwing slant routes, which that's what the offense calls. Hell, Brady did that. But no one ever argued like Brady couldn't push the ball down the field if he had to. Hell, the last like five years of Drew Brees' career, and you can give me, well, his yards per play. I don't want to hear it. We all watched the fucking games. We all saw it. Uh, new listener have been digging your coverage of the offseason. Any other good NFL pods you would recommend? Honestly, I don't really listen. I don't really intake that much sports podcast or sports radio, really. I listen to Collins. I listen to Rosillo. I listen to DJ and, and Bucky. Uh, they kind of get into like some nitty-gritty scouting stuff. Lombardi's podcast every once in a while. We gotta someone's gotta tell Michael Lombardi we gotta fix the audio there, buddy. We're full-time podcasters. Get a real mic. Uh, but I like Mike has <laughs> I like his the nature in which he speaks. It reminds me of just football guys. Uh but that that'd probably be about it. So I said I don't listen to podcasts, I do I listen to five. Uh predictions of the year for Minnesota. Here's my one question with the Vikings. Their offense is going to be fantastic, right? Skill-wise. Cousins is a good player. Jefferson's dominant. Thielen's awesome. Dalvin Cook. It's Nick Bosa, so I'll take it with a grain of salt. I mean, he's one of the best pass rushers in the league. The Niners were killing their offensive line. And I, I just... Their offensive line's not great. So, obviously, the division is not very good, right? But Chicago's going to be terrible. The Lions, who we're all rooting for, got a ways to go. Uh, can you block anybody? One thing the Lions have is like they have an offensive line. I, you guys have an offensive line? And here's the other thing. Everyone's acting like Kevin O'Connell is going to save the franchise. Their offense was good last year. It's not like their offense sucked. So that, that's the one thing I'd wonder is who's fixing the defense? I was a scout in the league for the Rams for 13 years. Been out for almost 10 now. Anyway, I heard your story about Russell Wilson's pro day. I was there. It was completely true, except he was 5-1-1-6. Man, he's about 5-11.5. I think, and we all booed, oh, because, and we remeasured and put him at six foot. So I messed up the story. This is, this is a good note here from Luke. So my story was that everyone cheered when he hit 5-11 because he was over 5-10. The story is everyone cheered when they said that he was six feet tall. <laughs> that's a good story. Pushed him at six feet. They all cheered. Yeah, that's, that's a good story. You know what's weird? And I had this conversation with someone who had been around Russell. I did feel when he was in college, he was a much more, and I don't mean he's not genuine now, but just had a little less robotic and not like a created superstar. And when I say created superstar, I just mean in the words, then like the way he operates, just a little weird. Like, if you ever just Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, like he can just kind of talk normally. Even Aaron Rodgers, just Drew Brees, they just like kind of be a guy. It feels like sometimes Russell, it's like, 
I, I remember watching ESPN. Did they followed the University of Wisconsin when Russell transferred there? And it felt like he was kind of normal. I, I just doesn't feel like he's that normal anymore. And listen, who, what does even normal mean? But I don't know. I just I, I would like him a lot more if I, I just thought he could be a little normal. I am currently an intern for the Washington Commanders, looking to be a scout. Any advice? Well, I would do everything humanly possible interacting with your general manager, any of the assistant GMs, any of the pro directors, if you're around those guys during training camp, and if you're intern, you stay on for the season, go above and beyond. I, I, I used to, from getting coffee to picking up laundry to picking up breakfast burritos, that was more at Fresno State, but I, I did whatever I had to do. I, I watched the least amount of football uh, my first year in the NFL. I watched way more football when I was in recruiting and then my second two years in the NFL. My first year, I was just doing any task. Picking a guy up at the airport, just do say, hey, you need anything? Anything I can do for you? Anything, anything, any way I can help? To me, that's the easiest way to break in in football. And you're already in the door. Any way I can help. The hardest part is just get the internship. So you already got it. Assuming you might, I don't know what exactly your intern is, internship is, but I, uh, just, just do whatever you possibly can. My name is Tony, using my wife's Instagram. I subscribed to your page, but found out about you through Coward. I'll cut to the question. As a Chiefs fan, one of the biggest fears is that Mahomes' career turns out like Rodgers. <laughs> if your biggest fear is that Patrick Mahomes turns into Aaron Rodgers, shows you how lucky you are. I, I know what you're saying, but think about that. Aaron Rodgers can go down as like five or six top best quarterback of all time. He's won four MVPs. He's like a seven-time first-team All-Pro. Maybe it's four. I think Peyton's seven. One Super Bowl and regular season hardware. What does Mahomes have to do to enter the Brady Manning leg- Brady Manning legacy? Remember, Peyton Manning, the difference is Peyton had gone to multiple other Super Bowls, right? He went to the Saints one where he lost in Miami. Uh, maybe he won the one in Miami. I don't know where. Did he play the Saints one in Tampa? The one where, uh, G- not Jerry Porter, but Terry Porter? Ter- Terry Porter's an NBA player. Tracy Porter, I think Tracy Porter's slot slot corner picked him off. Remember that moment? I remember my jaw hit the floor when Peyton threw it to him. I was like, oh my, he just threw a pick six. Uh, and then he went again with the Broncos. So going to Super Bowls and losing them, like you get credit for those. And that's the one thing crazy about Roger's career is he's been to all these NFC Championship games and never won any of the games. Now, many people will argue, you know, his defenses were bad. He was, I mean, he would have been the heavy favorite last year. He was a six-point favorite against the Niners. That's an all-time bad loss. Two years ago, he's a favorite against Tampa. Uh, you know, the Seattle game that they lost was a disaster. Now, they, they might have been the underdog in that game because it was on the road, but I just think you guys need to get to it. You know, Patrick's already been to one more Super Bowl than Aaron has. Patrick, you know, obviously to get he's got to do it for a long period of time, but from a team standpoint, already accomplished more. He's got to two Super Bowls. Aaron's only been to one. And I think Aaron's was last year his fifth or sixth NFC Championship game. I think it might have been his fifth. Patrick's already been to four. So from a team standpoint, Mahomes pretty accomplished as a teammate and as the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. <clears throat> I was at Davis football camp. You keep mentioning Davis high on the pod. 22 years ago, I was at Davis football camp. We slept on the floor of the gym and it was hotter than shit. Did you guys run the wing tee or was it a different camp? Oh, we ran the wing tee. You're, you're listening to one of the pulling guards. Uh, I, I would not consider myself Quentin Nelson, but uh, we ran the wing tee and it gave little guys like me a chance to uh, pull and kick out defensive ends or get tossed on the ground, but attempt to. Yeah, we ran the wing tee. I love a good Davis High football camp. They actually just lost the other night. Vacaville High School. Blue Devils in shambles. Okay, last question. Listen to the pod every episode. Going into the season, who is the most underrated quarterback, wide receiver, running back, defense, and overall team that we should be on the lookout for? And for all the fantasy guys, who is the must-draft this year in the first round? I think Lamar Jackson's going to have a big-ass season. I think Lamar Jackson's going to be a monster. I expect Lamar Jackson to go nuts. Herbert, too, but I think most people expect her. I, I think Lamar Jackson is going to come coming for vengeance. Uh, most underrated quarterback, honestly, it might be Cousins. If you told me Cousins throws 40 touchdowns this year, I'd believe you. Underrated wide receiver, 
I don't know. There's so many. Running back, defense. I have to think about these. To, to me, the teams that we're sleeping on, probably the Colts a little bit. Um, and, I, you know, are we sleeping on the Ravens? I'm not. Great segment. You guys did on the running back, Trey Sermon, longtime listener, first-time DMer. Question for the mailbag. What is the process for practice squad guys and the ability for other teams to poach players off the practice squad? So when a guy gets cut right now, if I cut John Middlecoff tomorrow, he's an undrafted free agent. I go to waivers that day, and I have 24 hours to go through waivers. It's actually a little less. Whatever, 20 hours. If any team claims me, right now is a bad example because you got 90-man rosters. But when the season starts or that final cutdown, when we cut down to 53 players, if John Middlecoff gets cut and I'm the Jags and I want to claim John Middlecoff and you and the Buffalo Bills cut him, I have to put John Middlecoff on the on my 53-man roster. So any player you cut, so obviously they're going to be you know, 53 to 85. What's the math there? How many players are we looking at? So over 1,000 players will be cut. When those players are cut, veteran guys, if you're a vested veteran, you're not subject to waivers. I'm pretty sure. My, my, this time of year, yeah, I mean, during the season, you're definitely not. Not exactly sure. There are different rules. Maybe you are, but I don't think you are. Like if I cut J.J. Watt, I don't, I don't think J.J. Watt goes to waivers. I think he immediately becomes a free agent. Obviously, he's not going to get cut, but I'm using him as an example. Because I'm in Arizona, and I just saw that he said a snake gave him COVID. Kidding. Joking around. But it was a funny tweet. So if I want to claim an undrafted free agent, I have to put him on my 53-man roster. Now, if I just want to bring him on my practice squad, but he wasn't on my team during the fall camp, I can offer him, go, hey, I want to bring you to my practice squad. And if his team wants to keep him on the practice squad, they can choose to keep him. So it's kind of on them what they want to do. Right? And, and there is no salary cap on practice squad, guys. Right? A, a salary cap year is like 165. You know, if, if you're a practice squad guy and you stay on the roster, like a lot of those guys get cut on and off the season. But I think it's like $165,000. Well, I can pay him $400,000 if I want to keep him. So there are ways to manipulate it. I can keep guys on my roster for more money if other teams are interested. But ultimately, when you cut a young player, whether you drafted him in the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th round undrafted free agent that you kind of like and you plan on bringing back to your practice squad, you have to be prepared and okay to lose him. Because there is a chance when you cut him, you will never see him again. Like a big talk with the 49ers right now is Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, the Iowa State quarterback. It turns out Kyle Shanahan is smitten, loves him. Well, they gave Sudfeld $2 million, the dude that everyone claimed that Doug Peterson used to tank. So they're not going to cut him. But Brock Purdy now might be their backup quarterback. But even if he doesn't win the backup quarterback, if they didn't want to keep him three because they wanted to have a roster spot, if they put Brock Purdy on waivers and some other team, let's just say, I mean, a million of his coaches are around, Mike McDaniel claims to make him the backup quarterback or the third string quarterback, he's gone. So it's not worth it if you really like a guy to put on waivers because if another guy claims him and puts him on their roster, you never see him again. So it's just a it's a balancing act. You kind of have to have a feel of like who could get claimed. And some guys that you go, I don't think this guy's going to get claimed, might. Typically running backs are not going to get claimed. Wide receivers probably not going to get claimed. But if you cut a tackle who's pretty talented, offensive or defensive tackle, I mean, I'd say there's a 50-50 shot. If they played well in the preseason, they get claimed. DBs claimed immediately. Quarterbacks? Like Brock Purdy, the Niners cannot cut. If the Niners cut Brock Purdy, he will get claimed. I, now, they're not going to cut him, but and, and I'm sure all of you guys that have watched your team this preseason, there's a couple guys you're like, I think this guy's pretty good. Well, if the guy's playing in the first, second quarter, and he's a backup, and he's a six-round pick or an undrafted free agent, you know, it's pretty risky. You know, if you try to play a numbers game, it's like, I think we can sneak him on the practice squad. Probably not. And this is not Al Davis 1996 where you could hide people. The internet, social media, there's no hiding anybody now. All the, there's no, I remember Ryan Grigson used to be like, find diamonds in the rough. It's like, it's fucking 2022. The internet, the rivals, the Wikipedia, there's no diamonds in the rough. Unless you're like, the Eagles went to Australia to get their left tackle. Like, 
played rugby. I, yeah, I'd say that's a little bit diamond in the rough. Though, everyone knew the guy. They just had the balls to draft him. But there's no such thing as like, hey, I found this guy at uh, Arizona State. No one saw him play. Yeah, it's like that That would never exist. So, yeah, no diamonds in the roughs. Appreciate everyone listening. Have a great day. Adios. See ya. Peace. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.